Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Worsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited today to share that I have my friend and colleague, Alex Muirhead, on the podcast. She is a biomedical engineer, a yoga instructor, and a registered holistic nutritionist with a focus on women's health and fertility. Her own health crisis led her to switch careers in search of a natural and holistic treatment for her hormone imbalances and autoimmune disease. This has led Alex to be extremely passionate about this field. She has seen firsthand how nutrition and lifestyle can completely change your life. She's a life long learner that loves nature, yoga, and her family. Let's dive right into the episode. All right. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have this conversation today. Hi, Gabby. Yes, it's great to be here. I'm really excited to be on here and chatting with you as well. Yeah, me too. How have you been doing? How has quarantine been in 2020? I know it's been a crazy year for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So to be honest, excuse me, excuse me again, Um, the first I guess the first wave, we'll call it, back kind of earlier in the year. I was doing pretty okay with it. My husband and I, um, we actually just got married and we had a lot going on with, we actually bought a house and moved in. So we had like a really busy first part of the quarantine. So it didn't really feel like quarantine because we had so much going on. Um, we went, We were good with that, but I'm definitely feeling kind of the stress and the isolation and the worry. Um, you know, maybe the, it's the unknown, all of those things, like going into this second, we're not in full lockdown, but like we're in red here. I'm in um, Kitchener, in Waterloo, Kitchener. Um, so yeah, so definitely kind of feeling the stress, but trying to focus on all those good things of the self-care that things that I really love to do. But, but yeah, it's hard. It is really hard. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I f- honestly feel the same way. I think the first wave and kind of beginning of the year was more manageable. I don't know if it was just because it was the time of year or, you know, a lot of stuff was going on for me too. But yeah, I think this like second lockdown or restrictions is definitely going to be tougher with the time of year and everything too. But um, at least we have our tools and our self-care stuff. So, um, and we can connect online too, which is really nice. Yes, that is really awesome. And I feel like maybe this this round is more difficult because I'm really missing those connections. Like my sister's in Vancouver um, and I can't go see her. And usually we see each other a few times a year and just not having that option is really hard. So maybe it's just the fact that it's the second wave. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can yeah. do this once and be pretty good. The second time it gets, it gets more, more and more difficult, but we yeah. um, are so lucky to have like the online connections and, and things like that. Cause you know, we can have the Zoom calls. It's obviously not the same as being in person, but it obviously is so much better than not being able to see them at all. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm so glad we got to record today too. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, for those that don't know you, do you want to share a little bit about who you are and what you do and kind of what brought you here today as a nutritionist? Yeah. Okay. So this is a little bit of a long story, but I will kind of do the Coles notes, the shortened version. Um, yeah. So I actually grew up up north in Sudbury. I came, went to the University of Guelph for biomedical engineering. Absolutely loved it. I loved, it was like, it well, it was, and it felt like it was like cutting edge, like really helping. I've always had the drive or the desire to like help people in the healthcare field. My mom was a nurse and that definitely influenced me. 
Um, and then I had a lot of health issues growing up. So that also was a big influence. Um, so yeah, so I did that. I was a founder for a biomedical engineering startup company after I graduated. Um, and that was really, uh, like I would say, a critical turning point that really made me, um, helped me be here today, actually. Um, I got totally burnt out. I was like, I'm way too young. I was like uh, mid-20s. I was like, I'm way, way, way too young to be so burnt out. All of my health issues that I had really my whole life just got so much worse. And I was really struggling to get through a normal day. Like I couldn't work a full day. I was so exhausted. Um, my cycles were, were really, really awful. They were They were regular. But my like periods were really heavy and so painful, you know, I'd, to get a little detailed here, like vomiting and diarrhea and like not able to get out of bed. Um, and then my at the time was undiagnosed Crohn's. But I was like, I always had stomach issues my entire life and they never were able to figure out what was the cause of my GI issue. So I was just kind of put on a bunch of different medication and um basically to just help like the spasming and the severe diarrhea and constipation that I would, I would get. And they kind of was like, Oh, is this IBS? Cause that's a classic IBS, right? The rotating of constipation and diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until later, actually early in my twenties around the same time when I was actually fully diagnosed with Crohn's and um, it's a pretty like serious diagnosis because one of the treatments is autoimmune suppressors. Um, and that really scared me. And that was, kind of when I took a step back and was like, okay, I really need to reevaluate my life. Like, this is not the road I want to go down. Um, They are great for many people who have autoimmune diseases. They are a lifesaver, right? They like help people get through their day. They give so many people their life back. Um, But I really wanted to give it a really good effort to try and get myself in remission without needing any medication. Um, So my best friend, she um, has always been like alternative, I would say, like in the alternative healthcare, like growing up, her mom would give her fish oil and uh, and oregano oil and all those things. And I we hung out a ton. So I always got those things as well. Um, so between her and then my cousin, who is a um, occupational therapist and more on like the holistic side as well, they were like, you. and I've always had a passion for food because I'm Italian and food has always been um, really part of like the big part of my life and like you know we show love with food and spend time over food and and all that um so they were like you should pursue holistic nutrition and I was like what the heck is that like I've never heard of this before um so I look into it and I was like I was like I'm sold totally sold so I divested from the company I sold them I sold the other founders my stock so my shares of the company and I went back to school and uh I absolutely like fell in love with the with the people I met and the information I was learning. I couldn't get enough of it. And um, slowly over that time, I was able to put my Crohn's in remission, which was really, really awesome, and um, heal my hormones, which I never thought was actually possible. So, mm-hmm. so um, kind of my own, personal, yeah, it's my own personal health journey that led me here. And I'm very grateful because now I can help people that are experiencing um similar things. So yeah, long story short. 
Or maybe that was a long story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no, that was perfect. I honestly, I've said this so many times in the podcast, but I feel like the best practitioners are the ones who have gone through it themselves. Um, and I had no idea that you had, you know, undiagnosed Crohn's for years and then you were diagnosed. Um, so that's like amazing to hear that, you know, you've been able to use holistic nutrition and alternative things to help, um, you know, heal and balance your hormones. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so I know that you're niching in pregnancy too. So anyone who follows you on Instagram, they know that you're niching in pregnancy. You share a ton of awesome information. Um, so what inspired you to niche in pregnancy? So this is actually um, links, uh, interlinked sorry, into my own health story as well. So I always thought my main issue was my Crohn's. It was my digestive issues because that always that was always front and center. I always had the stomach cramping. I always had for anyone who has even IBS or any kind of digestive issues, like you'll know the worry about like being over, like going over for dinner at a family member's or a friend's house and like not wanting to fart because it's so bad or like not like being so worried about just going to use their washroom or going to a public place and being like, okay, well, where's the washroom? How easy can I access that? So like it, was such a big part of my life. I thought that was my main issue. Like I thought that was what the root, you know, we talk in holistic healthcare about root causes. And I thought that was the main thing. And then my hormones are because my health was so bad from my Crohn's. Um, and through um, a bunch of testing, functional testing and my own research and all of the knowledge from my, my school, I actually learned it was the other way around. Um, which totally sparked this new, like this, this love of hormones and women's health, because I found out that um, estrogen dominant is actually a trigger for autoimmune disease. And that's what I had was really bad estrogen dominant. I had like a 20 to one ratio of estrogen to progesterone, um, which was contributing to all of my things and what my um, uh, functional doctor I was working with as well thought contributed to my, my Crohn's disease. Cause quickly backing up there. I started my period when I was really young. I was in grade four or five. Um, I didn't even know what was happening because we didn't wow. even talk about it school yet. Um, so he thinks because of all of everything that happened that my hormone imbalances actually triggered my autoimmune disease, which was like totally mind blowing to me because I always thought my, wow. well, yeah, my hormone was just like a secondary thing, right? But, um, but it wasn't that. And then also in school, when we took our... Um, I know we went to different schools, but I'm sure you guys had or touched on pregnancy and, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we were learning about like the different nutrients in pregnancy that really make a big impact on the mom and the baby for the baby's development. And then also just for the mom trying to stay um, healthy, like during pregnancy, of course, and, uh, and for postpartum. And I just, I was just blown away by the small changes that you can make before you get pregnant that has a huge, that will have a huge effect on your baby's growth and development and also on how you feel. Um, so I was like, wow, like these little tiny changes or in incorporating these different foods or supplements, depending on your needs, of course, um, can make such a big difference. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of, and family is so important to me and I've always wanted a family and I was always, I was always worried Sorry, this is getting like a uh, super personal, <laughs> but I um, okay. love being personal. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I was always really worried that, and I can admit it now because my health is good, but I was always really worried that since my health was so bad and I had such horrible periods that I would never be able to get pregnant and I would never be able to have a family. Um, so as I was like, okay, I really need to sort out my hormones before we were even anywhere close to wanting a family. Because when I do, like when, when my husband and I want to start trying, I want to be able to get pregnant. So that's kind of, I guess, was there three or four things in there that kind of all intersected at the same time and really, um, yeah, made me super excited to keep learning about fertility and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's honestly amazing. I think it's a great niche to get into. And I was the same when I was at school. I ended up taking a pregnancy mm-hmm. course like after, like a con ed course. And um, oh, I actually almost niched in pregnancy too, which is really funny. That's kind of what I first started out doing. And then I was like, oh, I think I'll just do the pill and hormones and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's actually mind-blowing how little changes, like you said, or adding certain nutrients in can just change you know, baby's growth and development and, you know, your pregnancy experience too, which is just wild that it's not talked about more. Yeah, it is really huge. Like a stat that like blew my mind was that 85% of women uh, early in their postpartum journey um, have, uh, have hypothyroidism, have like clinical diagnosable hypothyroidism. And that's just because of the, your thyroid's working like triple time during pregnancy. And if you're not supporting your body in proper ways, you're, it just can't rebound. Right. So I was like 85%. That's huge. Like that's wild. So I was like, yeah. So, and I feel like, and I, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I feel like, especially for your first, maybe I don't have any children yet, but um, I was say maybe especially, especially for your first child, um, like being a parent all of a sudden, because really you give birth one day. Um, it's like, that's a big change, right? So you go from not being a parent to being a parent. And I just feel like on top of having to like figure out how to take care of your adorable little babe, you have to heal from birth and you also mm-hmm. have to try and function, right? On low sleep and all this other stuff. So I just feel like if we can help ourselves, like our women in any, like in any possible way by just making our health that much better postpartum than mm-hmm. I think I haven't been there yet. And when I am, I guess we can maybe come back here and I can give you my personal story. But um, I think that it would make a difference, right? If, if you weren't experiencing all those awful symptoms on top of being a new parent and being sleep deprived and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. I feel like I never even considered like the nutrient demand that pregnancy is on people and, even like postpartum and uh, child spacing too. I never even thought about like, wow, your body needs to like, you know, replenish those stores because especially if you're breastfeeding too after, it's like you're constantly giving, giving, giving. So your body's like needs a little extra support. Yeah, absolutely. And actually um, nutritional needs are higher actually during breastfeeding than they are during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, yeah, a lot of women stop taking their prenatal after they give birth, but it's actually super, super important to keep taking it after you give birth. Um, to if and if even I think it's important even if you're not breastfeeding, just because you need to rebuild, you need to rebuild up all of your stores, but especially if you're breastfeeding as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, oh, I had something on my mind, and I just it just totally went. It'll really come back to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so so important. Um, so on to the next question. What are your three biggest tips then for someone who's kind of looking to conceive soon, or it's like on their radar in the near future? 
Yeah. So this is a really, really good question. So an overarching thing, this isn't one of my three tips. <laughs> um, it's just start as soon as possible. Like start um, like really, yeah, start as soon as you can really because every, oh, I'm sorry. Um, every, really every day or month or week extra that you're preparing will set you up for, for better success. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, but the first one I think you will agree with, with all of your background and hormones is start tracking your cycle and start understanding how your body works. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of, 100%. Yeah. A lot of us don't even know how our body works, like our cycles work. And I didn't until I deep dove into this during my nutrition education. So, um, yeah, looking at, I know you are a big fan of, uh, basal body temperature. Yep. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so great. Even if you're not trying to conceive just cause it gives you so much information about where your hormones and your cycles at and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, so tracking your cycles. So kind of looking for your basal body temperature and then also the cervical mucus, cause you want to identify if you're ovulating, cause that's really the main event of your cycle. And if you're not ovulating, you can't get pregnant because that's a part of yep. the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's For my sure. third one. The second one might seem a little strange, but I think it's super important. Um, and I always say to my clients, just unpack your life, like start unpacking your life. Like think about the things that are really important to you. Um, start slowing down, really focus on your sleep and your movement. Um, we go through life. And I think it's hard not to, but we're just like, go, 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 like one thing to the next. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always so busy, even in even in quarantine, like I was saying, um, like the first half, like we were so busy, we just got married, and then we bought a house and moved into a house. And like, it just, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So really trying to unpack your life. And this kind of goes from like, an energy point of view as well. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with all that and with, with and, and your listeners but like energetically preparing your life for a child I think is really important as well um, making sure that there's space mm-hmm. for sure yeah that's huge I feel like that's something that we don't really think about until like right before you're having your baby probably yeah yeah but it just helps with the transition I think um, and then the third one is getting on a, pre- a high quality prenatal as soon as possible. Um, and then to go along with this, because I really truly believe that supplements are supposed to supplement the diet. Um, but it's just starting to look at the quality and the different types of food that you're eating. So I love to do this with my clients where in the beginning, I don't necessarily ask them to make any food changes. I really just ask them to like, just be aware, start reading the ingredients labels, like how many of the ingredients can you actually understand and just try trying to bring awareness to that. And then I find a lot of my clients actually start making changes on their own because they're like, oh my God, I had no idea this was in my food. And they mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't want to eat, I don't know, one of the trillion chemicals <laughs> that uh, are in the package food. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are my, my three. yeah, those are great tips. I feel like the last one's especially really important because I feel like a lot of people tend to think they need to restrict or eat, you know, super healthy foods or not eat this and that. But yeah, I think just going back to like focusing on whole foods or, you know, being really um, aware of the ingredients that are in your food or, you know, if you're going to, if you want like 
cookies, like make sure you make them at home or choose ones that are a little bit better um, ingredients. Um, Little things like that make the biggest impact. Yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of a quick side tangent that I definitely know you agree with because I've seen you talk about this on your stories, but um, well, not directly, but I've inferred it. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I really think that like we don't need to restrict our food at all. And I'm like a huge believer in a huge... um, um, enforcer sounds way too aggressive, um, proponent, uh, you know, promoter of just increasing the quality of the food that we're eating. So like you said, if you want cookie cookies, why don't you go and get like, um, well, make your own or like um, source them from a, like a local cafe or a local bakery that like uses really good ingredients like grass fed butter. And maybe they can use coconut sugar instead of white refined sugar. Um, and maybe dark chocolate chips because then the cookie's kind of sweet or whatever, right? Like just if we improve the quality of the ingredients, then the whole nutritional value and and type of food that we're eating improves as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's a stress-free way to do it too because you're still enjoying your food. And um, like I, I've always believed that food should be enjoyed. It shouldn't be like a, oh, I should be eating this, mm-hmm. so I'm going to force myself to eat it. It's like no, do I genuinely like this food or do I enjoy it? You know, important things to kind of ask ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's something I actually really struggled with when I was in school because we were taught that like food is fuel for our body, for our cells, it's to nourish. And with my background being Italian and like we gather around food and we like, like show each other how much we love each other with food and like, and things like that. So it was really hard for me to think about food just as fuel. And I and I felt guilty for for having like that emotional connection to food. Mm-hmm. But I've obviously let that go and come to terms with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally the same. My family is not Italian. It's funny, my mom's adopted and we always thought she was Italian just because of how we were very similar to our friends that were Italian and we just always loved like pasta and food and like it was huge for us. Um, But yeah, food's a huge thing for my family and it's just, I think it's a huge part of just, yeah, like you said, showing love and care and, you know, gathering around it. So it's kind of nice to take that stress away and be able to fully enjoy the food because like I always say, like I think stressing about the food is far worse than the actual food itself. Oh my gosh, 100%. I totally agree with you. Like you're not going to be thrown off track if you're on your own health journey by eating like, well, I know it's American Thanksgiving and our Christmas is coming up here, but like by eating a dessert at Christmas or having turkey and extra mashed potatoes, like you're not going to be, you're not, it's not going to ruin your health journey if you, if you decide that it's, it's also thinking about the, who prepared it for you, like the love that was put into that food. And, and there's so much more to food than just the actual food, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. I love that. Um, a great, a great thing to keep in mind as we go into the holiday season. Um, so yeah. I know that you have shared this on your stories before. I've seen you post about like laundry and like toxins and stuff like that. Um, so when people are looking to conceive, what are kind of the first few things that you encourage people to switch to more non-toxic version? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really great question. And uh just a little quick side story. I will, I will be very quick. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. Like this was something just to be totally honest with you. And I, this is kind of embarrassing to like, to admit this, but I honestly didn't believe in this at all. Like none of this, 
like this non-toxic stuff. I was like, really? Like the cleaners I've been using and like my deodorant I've been using, like you're telling me that it's toxic? And I was like, mm, I don't really think so. Yeah. Um, so I never, like, I didn't change it through my entire health journey. I was like, oh, I think it's fine. Like I've grown up with it. It's really not a big deal. Sure. Like, yeah, there's chemicals in there, but like how much actually affects me? Um mm-hmm. And it's funny because I reached a plateau in my health journey. Like I wasn't really improving. And I was like, okay, I'll switch everything up. We'll see how it goes. And that's when I actually, I would say, like really, really started to feel my best. So it's funny that I was against it. And then I saw such a great improvement because it it was really the last part of my health journey that I incorporated. And it made such a big difference. Now I'm such a big proponent of switching things up to the non-toxic version as soon as possible. (laughs) I believe the research now. Yeah, for sure. It's a great story too, because I feel like I've used kind of like mostly non-toxic for the most part the last few years, but sometimes you kind of think to yourself like, oh, is it really making a huge difference? But hearing that, your story, it's like, okay, wow, it is like you are noticing a a shift and a change in your health. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was quite the, uh, quite the, the noticeable difference. It was just like that one, one thing that really continued to help me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. The question you asked, though, was what was the uh, first thing to switch, right, to non-toxic? Yeah, kind of what you recommend, the biggest things, like the first few ones to go for. Yeah, so this one, I would say, would be um, like personal care products, so kind of products that you um, that have contact with like sensitive parts of your body. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, like menstrual products, like this was one that I switched up right away just after just after like knowing how like sensitive our vagina is and like our labia and everything and how like vascular and um, there's so much just like blood and life, I want to say, going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And you really like absorb all of those toxins in your tampons or or from your pads and stuff. So switching to a non-toxic version, like... um, either like cotton, organic cotton pads or tampons or um, menstrual cups, I think are awesome because then they're um, environmentally friendly as well. Mm-hmm. Love the Diva Cup. <laughs> yeah, so good. So great. Um, so yeah, and then other ones would be, so other like other products that like come into, come into contact with sensitive parts of our body would be like our makeup, right? Because our face skin is always like really, sen- or I think of it as sensitive um, so kind of up your makeup and your, maybe your facial cleansers as well, moisturizers, deodorant as well. Cause it's so like our armpits are, um, so breathable. There's so much exchange going on there and it's close to our lymph nodes and things like that. So, um, switching up kind of those things, I would say kind of our face products, deodorant, and then menstrual products as well. Obviously getting, you can get deeper into personal care products, but I think those are really the important ones to, to switch with. Yeah, I love that. I think anything that touches the skin, like it's crazy how we don't really, we think of our skin as pretty tough and like, oh, it's fine. But like it absorbs everything that we put on it. So that can, even if it's one product, it's like, okay, it's one. But if you look at all the products you use throughout the day, it can really add up quickly. Yeah. And that's the thing, actually. That's, um, That's the funny thing when you look at the toxicity level in the chemicals that are in these things. So the level that they are in one of those products mm-hmm. is actually safe. It's generally regarded as safe. 
Um, but we're not just using that one product in the, in the, in like the tiny dose recommended once a day. Right. Um, mm-hmm. like we use shampoo and conditioner, deodorant, moisturizer, especially as we're going into winter and like soap. And so it's like the, like you said, the, the combination, like the accumulation of, of all of them that makes it reach that super toxic level. I also like, <laughs> I have a very science background being an engineer, but um, I don't really agree with the generally regarded as safe thing, just because I'm like, how, are, how is it generally safe? Is it either safe or not safe? Like, come on. Yeah, they're pretty much saying like, oh, it's going to be like a fine or safe until it's proven that, oh, it's super toxic or it's caused this, this and this. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's pretty horrible how uh, certain industries work, but uh, it's good that we have people like you who are educating others on it. So that's great. Um, um, I know we touched briefly on prenatals and that was one of your tips for people who wanted to conceive soon. Um, So what are some of your favorite brands and kind of what is your advice when it comes to prenatals? I know you mentioned continuing them after pregnancy as well, um, but I'd love to hear kind of your favorite brands or, you know, ways to take it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So like I said, starting a prenatal well before you actually become pregnant is really awesome. Um, And then taking it after you, after you give birth and in your postpartum period, regardless if you're breastfeeding or not. So I think that's super important. Um, even more important than that, though, I think is the quality of the prenatal. Um, I really think that a high quality prenatal can be really great, but I think a low quality prenatal can actually cause some harm. Um, similar maybe to other supplements as well, like they could have colors and additives and flavors, um, which can be toxic. And, um, and then also, especially with the prenatal, Sometimes they're in the the nutrients or the vitamins can be in the wrong form or not have the proper quantities or not even have all of the important um, nutrients in there. So I'm always very cautious about prenatals. And when I have my like some of my clients, like money is always tight for everyone. So sometimes they're like, oh, do I have to spend this money on this like, you know, um, professional brand prenatal? And I'm like, absolutely. I will help you cut costs on other things, but not this. It's really important not to do that. So, um, you know, some of those like key nutrients that I was talking about is um, like folate versus folic acid. So folic acid is a synthetic form. And that's usually what what people think of when they think of a prenatal. Oh, you need your folic acid for neural tube defect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we definitely don't want to focus on folic acid. It's like super low absorption rate, um, especially with people with, the MTHFR gene mutation. So they have trouble converting the vitamin from inactive to active form. Um, so a methylated folate, so folate is the natural form of the, the B9. Um, and then the methylated is, it's already in its active form. So that is super, 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 super important to make sure that your prenatal has a methylated folate. Um, the other one of my favorite nutrients <laughs> is choline. So it's kind of a cousin to the B vitamins. And it's like the studies on choline is actually so, so fascinating. So they're basically looking at, there's been no um, upper limit for toxicity for choline. So they basically give in pregnant women, well, the minimum dose, of course, because they're not going to give them less. Um, And then minimum dose, I think is, it's either four or 600 milligrams a day. I can't remember exactly. Um, but in the four to 600 range, and then they've given staggered dosage, dosages up to 12, 
1,200. So it would basically double the recommended. Um, and then they look at these children at six months of age and two years of age. And the mothers who had higher choline intake, their children perform better on cognitive tests. Wow. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, like decision-making and um, like problem solving and things like that, like they have a faster processing time, like processing speed, if we're going to kind of break it down. I think it's super, super interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So make sure prenatal has choline is really important. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I feel Mm -hmm. like there is a lot of prenatals that are recommended by doctors or just like the typical like drugstore brands that people kind of reach for. Um, And it's frustrating because it's like you're better off to almost take nothing than take those ones. Because like you said, they have this, they have like folic acid in the non-active form and all those um, nutrients that they may be lacking too. Oh my God. A hundred percent. I definitely agree with that, with that statement. Like the, I will say it and (laughs) hope I don't get in trouble, but like Materna, Materna is not a high quality prenatal. Um, not have the proper, like it doesn't even have all of the key nutrients that needs to be in there. And the nutrients it does have, have such a small dosage that it won't make an effect. And then there is that bright, fluorescent pink coloring and other preservatives preservatives and additives so it's like okay this is not a good (laughs) so no definitely not (laughs) yeah I do want to just quickly backpedal a little bit um and talk about I, I mentioned this previously but how supplements I really think that that's exactly what they are they're meant to supplement the diet um and Prenatals are great, especially in the first trimester, because when some women have like food aversions or they're very nauseous and they can only really take their prenatal, um, that's obviously really great. Um, but you don't want to be like, oh, I'm taking my a high quality prenatal so I can not eat high quality foods or not really focus on nutrient dense foods. Because really, when you're pregnant, you're not eating for two, you're like nourishing for two, which means basically... Mm-hmm. With slightly your calorie increase, uh, your sorry, your calorie needs do increase a bit, but your nutrient needs increase exponentially. So you want to be nourishing for two and thinking really about those whole nutrient dense foods and prenatals. So using it as mm-hmm. a secondary. Yes, I love that nourishing um, for two. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then the other part of the question was some of my favorite prenatals. Correct. Awesome. So my absolute favorite one is Seeking, it's from Seeking Health, Seeking Health Prenatal. Um, the only tricky thing is because we live in Canada um, they and they are an American company, it's hard to get it in Canada. I am talking with them constantly and I'm constantly bugging them to get on the Canadian full script um, mm-hmm. because they, they are more expensive prenatal, which once again, I think is very much worth it. But then once you add in shipping and duties, it becomes honestly like borderline unreasonable yeah, um so yeah so it's really tricky because i'm like oh like they are like their prenatal is amazing you can go to their website seeking health and just kind of google their seeking health prenatal and you can check it out and it's uh like awesome like i love their prenatal the other thing i love about them is that they have three different types of prenatals or sorry three different forms so they have the pills Um, And then they have a chewable for women who don't like to swallow pills or have trouble with swallowing pills. And then they also have a powder. So early in pregnancy, if all you can really choke down is maybe a smoothie or day or your tea, you can Mm -hmm. 
you can mix it into that and it doesn't have a flavor and it mixes in really well. So you're still able to get those nutrients. So I love their, their three options. Oh, I love that. Okay. Cause I was actually going to ask you if you have found a good liquid prenatal or like a powder form, because I had a client a while back who just had a really hard time with swallowing pills, especially during the first mm-hmm. trimester. So that's really good to know that they have a powder form um, for US people. And I guess if we, anyone in Canada wants to pay all the extra charges and everything. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly. I'm trying to work with them to try and basically give me as like a practitioner a discount on those things like on um like a like not have to pay duty in as high shipping and stuff and then I would kind of order a ton of them and then be able to to distribute for, like for Canadian so that's kind of what I'm I'm trying really hard to work on because it's such a great product so yeah. and then I'm just trying to get in full script because that's even easier and <laughs> I don't have to front the cost Yeah, for sure. You can just direct people to the full script. Well, that's awesome. I'll definitely like keep um, an eye on when if you share anything about that, and I can direct people to you then if you have a hookup there. (laughs) Yep, definitely. I will keep you posted. Mm -hmm. Um, So then my other one, it it is a well, they have a Canadian brand. My other favorite one is Designs for Health Prenatal Pro. Um, Mm -hmm. So it, it is really great. The only one thing I don't like about it is that it has iron in it. So this is actually. Um, we'll probably go against what a lot of other nutritionists will say. They usually say, oh, you really want an I- like iron in your prenatal, but I don't think so because iron is in the absorption of iron is inhibited by a lot of other nutrients like vitamin C and calcium and things like that. It decreases the absorption. Mm-hmm. So my thought is that when you throw it into like a multivitamin, like a prenatal, that you're just getting you're pooping out less because your body binds to it and you're pooping out less, uh, sorry, you're getting rid of more of the vitamins and the iron because you're not absorbing the vitamins or the iron because they're binding together. So mm-hmm. that's why I, like to, I, I definitely recommend taking an iron pre-pregnancy and during pregnancy because you, you're, it's so cool. Your blood volume increases by like 50% when you're pregnant. It's so awesome. Um, Amazing. <laughs> our, our yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of prepare us for that, but, um, taking it separately. So then you can have some time to absorb the nutrients in the prenatal and then also absorb the iron separately. So, um, but that's okay. It, it's not a big deal that like the designs for health is, uh, is really, really great. Um, the other mm-hmm. key thing to look at for prenatals or supplements in general, and I'm sure you agree with this is, um, the non-medical ingredients because that's usually where they sneak in like the colors or the weird dextrose or like random things that like why do you need like sugar in a capsule yeah just like a filler kind of yes yeah perfect it is a filler yeah so yeah Yeah. so seeking health designs for health those are my two my two favorites amazing thank you for sharing those and I will link them in the show notes too so people can find them easily um, but okay. that's great. Um, okay, awesome. And I, so I know we've talked a little bit about kind of like the steps that you take for pregnancy and working with clients. Um, and I know you have your pregnancy program. Um, so could you share a little bit more about what that looks like, um, what's all included and how people can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So this was definitely a passion project that ended up turning into an e-program I sold. Um, It was kind of as I was doing my own personal research, I was just kind of accumulating all this awesome knowledge. 
And, um, and I was like, oh, I should put this into a course and then people could go through it at their own pace. So that's what I did. So um, it's basically an online program, self-paced. Um, you have lifetime access to all the information and I'm constantly updating the information as well as I learn new things or new research comes out. Um, so there is eight modules and then three bonus modules on top of that. So uh, each module, there is a, basically like um, a PowerPoint presentation with me in the corner and I'm uh, talking you through and walking you through the PowerPoint presentation and just kind of talking and learning about that, um, that subject. Um, some modules have a few videos like the natural and gentle detox one. I split it up into, I think, is there four, three or four videos just because it's like very dense. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a lot to go over. So I just broke it up into smaller pieces. Um, and then also in each module, I created like action items just so at the end you can be like, okay, these are the things that I like the takeaways. Like these are the things that I can now do because I've learned these things. Um, I also have like worksheets um, to help you like implement and learn uh, and to help you through the learning process. Like for the mindset module, um, uh, like we talk a lot about like positive affirmations and things like that. And then I go over like how to um, create your own affirmations that suit your, you know, individual situation. So, um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things like that in there. Um, oh, yes. And then there's some bonuses. So I go there's a module bonus module for your partners. So there's some key things to do for our male friends, our male partners to help that get them all ready for for um, getting pregnant as well. And um, basically improving their like their sperm quality and motility and all that kind of things. Um, and I have another module with lots of fun recipes. And awesome. uh, and then another one. Yeah. And then another one with. Um, um, different like modalities that that have been scientifically shown to help with fertility. So like acupuncture um, has been shown to have like a, a really big effect on they've they're only studying it with people going through IVF right now. Um, but that in my mind it applies to if you aren't going through IVF because it just increases the the blood flow and and chi and like the, the energy in those meridians and stuff. So yeah, so there's a a ton of information in there. I really tried to break it down and um help walk you through it so you're not overwhelmed by the information and i always say at the end of all of my videos that you can email me if you have any questions um because i am always happy to chat about that so and i do hope in the future to have um once it's a little bit bigger because i just launched it a, a few months ago um once it's bigger to have um like a facebook group where i can have all of the members join together and and create have that community aspect to it yeah, I love that. I feel like that your program really encompasses everything. And I also love that you include the men in there too, because, um, you know, it takes two to tango. So it's uh, really important <laughs> that we kind of forget, I feel. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the case. It takes two to tango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then you also give people action steps. So it's not like they're getting all this info and they're kind of like, I don't know what to do with this or how can I apply it? You know, they can actually start doing it um, in their daily life too. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that like this e-program, e-course um, has a ton more information than what I actually give to my one-on-one -on -one clients. And that's mainly because my one-on-one -on -one clients are honest. Not in a, This is not bad at all. It's just like people have different needs or different 
there are different points in their life, but they're, my one-on-one clients are really just looking for the answer instead of like really learning, diving deep into it and then kind of figuring out the answer and being, you know, like working through that process. Um, my one-on-one clients are kind of like, okay, this is what I'm going through. How can I solve it? Which is awesome. I love, I love that. But my program is super, super heavy in the knowledge. And I, that's because I'm, I like to geek out. So it was really fun for me to do. Yeah, for sure. It's nice that you offer both options too. So people can kind of get the one-on-one experience or self-paced. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Okay. So finally, to kind of wrap everything up, what are two resources or tools uh, for people that you would recommend if they're wanting to get pregnant soon? Okay, guys, sorry. I just have to pop on really quick. Um, The next few minutes, my dog barked uh, and was freaking out. She was being so good most of the episode, but um, she barked. So I tried to cut out where I could, but it does mess with the audio a little bit. So I had to leave certain portions in. I apologize that you hear her barking, but I didn't want to mess with it too much because I feel like it just messed with the flow of the conversation. You might not know what we're talking about. Um, But anyways, just a little bit of a warning. So if you don't like dogs and dogs barking, you can totally skip past it. Yeah, so the first one I would say would be follow me on Instagram um, mm-hmm. because I do share a ton of information and I have some really great resources. Not only do I just share the like my knowledge and my information, but I share a lot of other practitioners that are on Instagram. I really like to um, share and like share the knowledge and the resources, and I think that um, it's really great to do that. So definitely follow, give me a follow on Instagram. And the other resource that I absolutely love, um, it's a book called Real Food for Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. So she's a registered dietitian and she's actually gone against what the government says for nutritional requirements and things like that, which is pretty controversial for a registered dietitian because they basically work within the government guidelines, right? Like that's their job. Yeah, they're regulated. To implement that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's it's pretty awesome how she is like really deep dive into the research and she is purely like evidence-based. Like she, like all the information from her book is from research. So I think it's really awesome um, for two reasons, because I love the science component of it and that there's actual like facts starting to back up like whole nutrient dense foods mm-hmm. for pregnancy and then also that hopefully that this starts shifting the government's perspective of what requirements and what needs are. Mm-hmm. That will probably be a few years and slow, but I think it's really awesome the that. work she's doing. Um, and you know what's so funny? I've had that book in my Amazon like wish list for like weeks now. So I feel like this is a sign that I just need to buy it. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think so too. It is great. Like it's um, like I, I know it's called real food for pregnancy, but I always recommend it to my, um, my trying to conceive clients, like my preparing mm-hmm. for pregnancy, um, who have, or haven't even started trying to conceive yet. Cause it's really just about, if we break it down, it's really about balancing your hormones and then getting all those other key nutrients and other things to be ready for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it's, is a ton yeah, of I agree. Effect. Pretty much just balancing your hormones, improving fertility is good either way for your daily life or if you, you know, are going to be pregnant one day. Yeah. I think that you would agree with this and I'd love for you to kind of touch base or just touch on this a bit, but how um, like having a really healthy 
um, functioning well cycle is so much more is also important for for just being a woman and and not just trying to get pregnant as well. Like we usually focus on really focus on what how we're ovulating when we're ovulating when we're trying to get pregnant because obviously we're trying to time. But um, <laughs> but uh, but I think it's also really important for us just to feel our best, like as women, right? If our if our hormones are functioning properly and we're cycling the way that we're supposed to be, I think that it makes a huge a huge difference. But one hundred percent, I totally agree with that. And uh, we tend to look at you know hormones and things as you know best like pr- progesterone and ovulation and all that for pregnancy. And again, it's not on our radar. Um, until that time comes around, but there's so many health benefits to having sufficient um, estrogen and progesterone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like progesterone's like our kind of it's always referred to as like our relaxed hormone, like our our chill out hormone, right? So it's nice. And then our estrogen is kind of like our yeah, go get shit done hormone. So it's like it's nice to have that balance in that flow with our cycle and and also our period as I'm sure you've heard before I know Jen Pike talks about this but our period kind of being our um like monthly report card which I love and I think it's so true it's like how has the month been (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah for sure it's like I think a lot of people are saying too it's like our fifth vital sign it really shows um, a, a true picture of our health and kind of what's going on in other systems in the body it comes out in our hormones and our cycle and all that yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually a book and it's on my Amazon wish list. Actually, I'm hoping I get it for Christmas. It's my fifth vital sign. Mm. I think is that mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I haven't list. read that yet, but I've heard some really good things about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your tips and advice and tons of information. I think it's super helpful. Um, so what is next? I know that you shared, I think on your stories yesterday or sometime this week that you had a lot of exciting things launching in the next little while. Um, so kind of what is on your radar for the near future? Yeah, so I am so, so excited. Um, tomorrow, I guess I'll share this because by the time this comes out, it will be launched. Uh, tomorrow I have a recipe ebook coming out and it's all about the holidays. And it's funny because you're actually talking about this. It's basically healthy versions of like classic holiday desserts. Um, so it's, again, don't worry about restricting and not eating a ton of desserts during the holidays. Like, why don't we just make the quality better um, and use, you know, not refined sugar, coconut sugar or maple syrup or something like that and uh, mm-hmm. and still get to enjoy all those lovely treats. So I'm super excited about it. There's 18 um, recipes. It's um, going to be on sale for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, 50% off for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So that's super exciting. And um, and then after, um, it'll just be regular, but it's, a, it's like a really great price. Uh, sorry, it's a really great um, gift for... Um, really anyone it's uh zero, like zero waste um eco kind of thing and um support local small business all that kind of stuff so i personally love the recipes in here i've tried and tested all of them <laughs> so i think they're awesome but uh but i'm excited to share that with everyone and then i'm I also have some other stuff coming up um in early december i guess i'll also share i haven't shared this yet with anyone but i have a few fun retail products coming so i have a candle and um, some scrunchies. So I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to focus on um, partnering with um, or getting my products sourced from like small women owned businesses. 
um, locally. So the candles are made by an awesome woman. Uh, she like hand makes them by herself and they're going to be lavender because of all the beautiful hormone. I benefits. love that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And then scrunchies with scrunchies. So I'm, uh, I have a friend, I don't know how quite I'm going to tie that in and I'm not sure when I'm getting those ones with the candles I'm getting on the weekend and then I will be selling them shortly. So I'm really excited about that. So. Oh, amazing. I can't wait to see everything coming together. And that'll be perfect though. We're going to have this podcast coming out on Monday, on Cyber Monday. So you said your ebook will still be on sale then for the recipes? Yes. Okay, perfect. So people can still have a chance then to check it out. Yeah, that's perfect. Maybe I'll send you the link and you can add, we can add it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have everything linked below, all the products you talked about, and then your ebook, um, the links to work with you, and all of that. Um, and so where can people find you in the online space? Perfect. Yeah. So you can follow me. I'm mainly active on Instagram um, at Alex M. Muirhead. So A-L-E-X-M-M-U-I-R-H-E-A-D. And that's because Alex Muirhead was already taken. <laughs> so I had to add something else in there to make it uh, to make it work. Um, I am also rework, uh, working on a new website as well. So my, my current website, it is out of date, but it does have a ton of information. Um, and basically like the work with me tab is the bulk of it. It has, um, it, that's the most up to date. So I will share that link with you for to add in. So you can also connect with me there, or you can just send me an email. You can uh, reach me at alex at alexmuirhead.com. So those are kind of the three main ways to reach me. Okay, amazing. Thank you. And again, I'll have all that linked below so everyone can reach out to you and connect with you. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Alex. It was so fun to chat and I can't wait for everyone to listen to this episode. Yes. Thank you so much to you as well, Gabby. Thank you for having me on. It honestly is a huge pleasure. I love listening to your podcast and I'm a huge podcast fan in general. And it's been, uh, it's been really great to chat with you. As always, thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate and review on iTunes. And if you're giving us a listen, feel free to screenshot and share on your Instagram stories. You can tag me, gabby.boardrink. All the details are in the show notes, and we'll see you next Monday for a new episode.